Hello everyone, it's me, Araf, and welcome to this week's episode of Oob. This week I have a rather greasy question for you guys. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Point of order, point of information. Uh, when you say kind, are we talking like thin crust, thick crust? Are we talking like brand name, restaurant? What? What? Eric, you think Araf put all that thought into this? No, I know he didn't think it through. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) Like, like, I guess, thin crust, thick crust, Chicago style. I don't know. Like, you go into a pizza place. What's your, like, what what would you grab? What's your go-to? Any pizza place. You know, I would probably go thin crust. Um, I find that. A lot of places, like I'm, I'm all for deep dish. I'm all for like thick, like super thick crust stuff. But like the middle ground pizza that's like in between thick and thin, I don't know. I've been to too many restaurants where it's just not quality dough. Um, and when I ever, like for example, my favorite pizza place, Rosati's Pizza, their thin crust is mwah, delicious. Um, but I've had their regular pizza before. It's not as good. It's kind of disappointing. So. I project that to every other pizza place in the world. So, Araf, basically what you're asking is if I had to choose between four or five different pizza restaurants, you know, which one would be my favorite? Dude, sure. Why not? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, I'd give them a, a specific order, you know, from, like, best why to worst. Go, in, why go to four or five pizza stores, Ryan, when you can go to just one? <laughs> and... And and put them in an in an order from from one to five, sort of. Yeah. I don't want to say. Uh, what's the what's the word? I Prioritizing. Hope you know, um, I hope you know this segment like a rank? is supposed to be five rank. minutes long. Rank. Yeah, I'm rank. Rank. Yeah. Rank. Bailey. Bailey. Pizza Hut. Bailey. Oh me. Uh, so you might have heard of a little place here in Madison called Rocky Rococo's. No. Top tier pizza in my book. No. It has been my favorite since I was a little kid. And oh, it's so good. I think it's Chicago style, so that's what I'll go with. You know, uh, or is Detroit. it Detroit? It's Detroit. Maybe Detroit. Um, Detroit. You know, I recently posted on Twitter at Eric Mago that being vaccinated does not mean that it's okay to enjoy Rocky Rococo's pizza. Um, I was called out for that in the replies, to which I said that they gave my good friend Ryan uh, food poisoning. So they have lost all goodwill that they have ever built up in my eyes. Yeah. If you go hey, back to some good Out of Band episode 28, you know, uh, the story time right there explains uh, all of that. Did you have that written down? How did you? No, I'm kidding. I made that up. It's not, I don't know what episode 28 is. This what? could be episode 28 for <laughs> I was, all I'm concerned. I was a little concerned there for <laughs> a moment. It's definitely earlier than that. Araf, take us like to the 15. next segment. I didn't even get to Wait, answer. Wait, Araf, what about you? Oh. It's great I start. mean... When I originally asked this question, I was hoping you guys would give me like, like, like a flavor, a, a sort of like form of pizza, you know? Because I, <laughs> I, I did my research. I went onto the Domino's website and I was about to order a pizza, and I was wondering like what they would call the different types of pizzas, and they just call it pizzas. So you know, I figured <laughs> I'd also call it pizzas. And if it were me, my go-to pizza would literally be anything chicken barbecue. I love barbecue chicken. Amazing, uh, on, great on pizza though. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's so good. And I mean, since we kind of geared away towards, or since we geared more towards like actual restaurants, there's a small little like arcade pizza place here in Madison called Rossi's, and they have some of the 
best thin crust I have ever had anywhere. But, but, with that, let's move on to the news with me. Hello everyone, it's still me, Araf, and today we are still talking about pizza. And, and more specifically, we're talking about Domino's, which is... Honestly, I think one of my, besides Rossi's, also, like, go-to pizza places are, of all time. I, I, I love Domino's. Love Domino's. They're just so... Mm. Mm. This, is a, Anyways. this is a Pizza Hut family. Ryan, I think you can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, we are specifically talking about how Domino's released their first robot. And by robot, it's it's more so a self-driving pizza delivery car and and it's pretty cool you know if you if you guys were around which you definitely were like two years ago when starship was a big thing on campus and they had these little robots like skitter around and deliver campus food here and there Domino's is doing a bigger version of that these these robots drive on the road and and they 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 deliver pizza and stuff. There's there's no humans that that steer it or anything. It's all it's all AI. And and when the robot shows up, you just punch the little code that's on your phone into the keypad on the robot, and then it opens its little compartment and you take the pizza out. And and you know I I thought this was pretty cool until I came across another article that was talking about um, an incident with a Tesla vehicle. About how, uh, unfortunately, two people were killed, uh, not by a Gator this time, but by a Tesla car. Mm-hmm. And and this 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 Tesla car was on autopilot or whatever it is, where it's doing its thing, going driving down the road all on its own, and it 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 went full speed into a tree and went into flames. And uh, unfortunately, the passengers didn't survive. However, police were able to confirm that no one was actually in the driver's seat of the tesla vehicle but 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 what does this mean necessarily for our domino's robots i mean like no one would want your your domino's to like crash into a tree and then burst into flames your domino's is just well i also don't want my domino's to go and kill people or off it's true Um... (laughs) it's true but like Okay, I guess I'd be pretty bummed out if my Domino's also killed people. <laughs> but like, I'd be pretty bummed out too. <laughs> but like, what what could this mean for Domino's? Seeing how like uh, recently Tesla did did an oopsie, and and now Domino's is kind of following in in the whole in the whole uh, self driving. Yes, yes, Bailey, you raised your hand, please. <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, the, to build off of that, I, back when I was still in engineering. We had to take like a part of our course to talk about ethics and engineering. And we talked about these self-piloting auto autopilot cars and the kind of decisions you have to program into them for all these, you know, whatever scenario do it's kind of like trolley problem, but on a large scale, there's plenty of different scenarios. And yeah, it really just begs the question because we are going to be seeing a lot more of these scenarios kind of pop up as we get more cars on autopilot. So you know, do you want your pizza delivered by a human or do you want the robot to do it? And we're just going to try to program it as best we can. 
that that's really what what it comes down to, huh? So you spoke on the these the starship robots, right? The little the little those are ones still there. around. That was not yeah, just no, like a. It's still around, okay. but like it was a big deal like two years ago. I'll, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and they're just like these little white robots with like eight like four wheels on each side. They just kind of go around. It's very cute. Um, but I have seen so many of them just fail to do normal things. Like, like there, there have been so many times where I've come to like an, an intersection and it's just kind of sitting there waiting for all the cars to disperse so it can do its little thing and drive through. And there will be no cars, not a soul around, just empty. Like you can, you can go, sir. Nothing just stays there. I've, I've even like stopped traffic to try and clear a path for these things and they just they just don't care um other example i've I've heard stories of them just getting stuck or getting whatever snow especially exactly especially here in madison um and i know they have some sort of system for humans to like intervene and like control it manually or whatever that's all great but if that's all that's shown me is that this self-driving car technology has a long way to go. And if you're Tesla and you're calling your technology autopilot and you're advertising it as that, you can throw as many warnings as you want in front of it. You can say, keep your hands on the wheel, all that. People are going to interpret that as, I'm not in control, the car knows what it's doing, because that's what autopilot is in most movie scenarios. I think they should change that. I think they should change it to something more like assistive driving or something where like it'll do its thing, but you still have to be in control. Yeah. Did the article say like how far this stuff was like, is it in beta testing? Is it like fully functional? Uh, They have, well, it's not in beta, but like they have a few of these robot cars in Houston, Texas. And you are actually able to use this on, like, the Domino's app over there. Um, you can suggest for, like, robot delivery. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty... I mean, from there aren't any reviews out yet, because this article was published, like, I think a few hours ago, and it's rather recent technology. Um, but I think you guys make a lot of good points, and uh, hopefully we can move on to... A more exciting segment, uh, such as Hot Takes, with Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hot Takes. I am your Hot Take Specialist, Eric. And boys, if I had to name one Hot Take that I am most proud of and that I most stand by over the years of giving Hot Takes... It is my belief that the sun should not exist. Now, I've talked about this on this podcast before. It's a, it was a critically acclaimed segment. And, you know, since then, I've been resting on my laurels a little bit. I haven't really dipped into that creative well since then. Until today, when inspiration hit me. And I realized, why stop at the sun? Why stop at getting rid of the sun? When we could get rid of another scourge of weather, rain. We have the technology to replace rain. We don't need it anymore. The earth does not need to cause rain. I mean, we have water purification systems. We can we can basically create our own step of the water cycle, replacing that entirely, right? 
But I get it. You know, people are like, oh, I got to water my plants or whatever. Like, uh, we got to stop wildfires. Great. Here's, here's the replacement. Instead of nature's rain, we build, adjacent to Starlink satellites, a satellite-based rain sprinkler system. Right? So you feed the water up. And then it sprinkles it down selectively as needed. So if there's a place with a drought, water. Let's say you just need to water your plants, just a little stream of water just for you. That means that you don't have to walk or drive in the rain anymore because it'll just part just for you. It's that finely controlled. You can use an app to figure it out. Ryan won't have to cover cower under his desk during a thunderstorm. It'll be great. And actually, while I'm on the subject, who needs a sprinkler system, right? Right? Like, who needs a sprinkler system to water their fields and farms and everything like that? Just use hoses. We have the water already. Just go and just water everything. It's easy. And actually, who needs water in the first place? We already have Mountain Dew Kickstart available at every quick trip across <laughs> the nation. What more do we really, really need? So what I got from this is... We are now going to water our our liquid our crops with Mountain Dew Kickstart. That that's what I got from that. Listen, it with works, a hose. Yes, yes. So it works for humans. So I'm thinking that it would also work for plants. You think they you grow know, faster? Yeah, like I am. Kickstart? I am ready for like my I don't know grains of wheat to be like saying poggers at like <laughs> seven a.m. and. <laughs> Listen, it has 5% juice in it, so that's, like, good, right? <laughs> so no rain. No, no sun. Rain. Mm-hmm. What, what weather phenomena are left? Um, Snow. So I would talk about that, but I'm leaving that for a future hot take segment. <laughs> oh. I need to preserve content. Yeah, Ryan, all the Ryan, ones that remain in, are all in, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you get rid of all the good ones. In the beginning, in the beginning... God created light, and then Eric immediately took it away. You know, I was we have the technology, the and be like, according to I, did, I'm pretty sure it wasn't rain mentioned in the Bible. I mean, though the sun was, so I mean, it, I mean, sure. yes, it is. Yeah. Um, the the Bible can like we can just cross out bits and add parts in the margin. I would do that all the time. Yeah. You know what I think was funny is that when we were in Green Bay a mm-hmm. while ago. Uh, Bailey and I were listening to this technology podcast and it had this amazing lady on who was giving some very fiery uh, jokes, which was really great. And they were like, oh, like, this is great. Like, why don't we listen to this more? So Bailey gets on his airplane, flies off to wherever. Um, and I uh, drive back and I put on the same radio station to realize that it is a conservative talk show um that uh, <laughs> was the one that. that replaced rush uh limbo after he passed um so <laughs> i was like going with of- that oh and 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 to make matters more ironic too while i was listening to it they were talking about the best pizza and how much it should cost so <laughs> and then they called this ben has- and jerry's communist <laughs> <laughs> then i just changed it to rock <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah I am of the opinion that rain does not need to exist. The sun does not need to exist. We all have the power to harness the weather ourselves. And I leave you with that as we move on to Tech Fails with Bailey. 
Welcome to Tech Fails. I am your host, Bailey, and we've got some fun stuff to talk about today regarding cryptocurrency. Uh, as you might have noticed, uh, Dogecoin is going to the moon. It rose 400% in the last week, and uh, overall it is now worth about $40 billion, Ooh. which is very funny because it started out as a joke when it was made in, I think, like 2013 or something like that. But uh, that's not the only thing that I've been thinking about this week. Dogecoin's being worth a lot of money. Cryptocurrency is just expanding like crazy. But what does that mean for crypto mining? Now, we've talked about the ramifications of the graphics card market and Bitcoin mar mining before. But let's talk about the carbon footprint of crypto mining. Uh, just for some stats here that I found from the, uh, which article is this from? Uh, the digeconomist.net site. Uh, the, the same energy uh, that it takes uh, per, I think, I think this is by year, um, to mine cryptocurrency just overall, it is comparable to the carbon footprint of Norway. Very similar energy costs. It is also comparable to the power consumption of Kazakhstan, and the e-waste generation of Luxembourg, not to be confused with where Eric is from. Luxembourg, Wisconsin. Yes. Yes, yes. But not only that, so we've got this uh, carbon footprint that is a major issue. That is a lot of power that this stuff is taking to mine this, right? But also this spike is causing lots of fears from ec uh, economists about a potential Bitcoin bubble. Think of the internet bubble back in the, or the dot-com bubble, I think they called it, back in the in the 90s. Um, is that happening again? Anyone got any opinions on that? I was in Dogecoin right before this podcast for about five minutes, and in that five-minute span, I lost 15 cents. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's going to be something that people are going to have to grapple with because I'm of the opinion. Bailey, we've talked about this at length before, that currency, unless you can spend it on something, to me anyway, doesn't really have value. Like Bitcoin is just starting to be accepted in places. Ethereum is just starting to be accepted. I don't know of any other than like Dallas Mavericks tickets, which I find hilarious. I don't know of any legitimate thing that you can buy with Dogecoin. You can't buy things on Amazon. You can't buy things in real life, right? So people are just pumping money into this thing. And it's going up in value because people keep buying it or mining it or whatever. But at some point, people are going to realize, wow, I have my money tied up in absolutely nothing. And then it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah, I, I'm sure that there's going to be a bubble burst within the next mm, two years, I'll say. That might be a little, a little too soon. Um but yeah, I do not have confidence in this at all. Yeah, I mean, it really goes to show that, you know, in investing has become almost more gambling in the sense that, you know, investing, at least you are acquiring like a physical piece of something, um, which has innate value just through its existence. Whereas, you know, the currency doesn't really have anything backing it up other than, you know, the fact that other people kind of want it. You know, I disagree right i'm a i'm a i'm a crappy memer at heart and and i've put not that much into doge but it could be a lot into doge and i honestly think 
that due to the meme community, due to Reddit mostly, Doge will go to the moon. Go to it'll it'll go to places no crypto has ever gone before. I mean, like we've already seen what's happened with Bitcoin, and I feel like if people just keep on wanting Doge, it can only keep going up. But but memes why, are powerful. Why would I want it? Like like I, I get like yeah, increasing value, whatever. I I understand that part of it. But, Such value, Eric. But Many why wow. much wow? Wh- what is what can i do with my bitcoin once i have it buy things isn't that how currency works allegedly apparently right but the thing is and this is what i'm this is what i'm seeing with these with these cryptocurrencies the value is all over the place right it goes up it goes down you have other currencies like the us dollar the euro whatever like yeah there's inflation yeah it fluctuates a little bit but otherwise, you can pretty much say a dollar is a dollar on a day-to-day basis. A dollar that I have today is going to be worth approximately the same tomorrow. Bitcoin and Dogecoin, not a chance. And, you know, that's a good point, too, going back to the carbon footprint stuff. The amount of energy it takes me to spend a dollar, it's not that much. I just hand it to the cashier. Yeah. But to spend a dollar in Bitcoin, you got to go and make all these calculations, add it to the blockchain. It takes a lot of energy. So is it worth it? You know, if Reddit says so, I'm going to have to as well. <laughs> the last time I took financial advice from Reddit, I lost money. Like, like not 15 cents, more than that. <laughs> I've since learned not to take financial advice from Reddit. No, I'm done with the memes. I'm done with all of this stuff. I am putting my money into respectable and safe investments. So, Ryan. Yep. Hi. How you doing over there? I am currently down 24 cents on dogecoin right now <laughs> just in case beautiful. anyone was wondering beautiful beautiful all right well that looks like the end of the conversation let's move on to story time with ryan the stories are simple the people are not and welcome back to Storytime, everyone my name is ryan and today i have a story hot off the press to deliver to you. It is, in fact, about uh, a event which took place earlier this week as part of our work. So one of our colleagues um, decided to gather some folks back together from where we work so we could see other humans in person for the first time. And we decided to meet outdoors and play a little bit of Ultimate Frisbee, Um, which, by the way, um, Bailey does not know how to play Ultimate Frisbee and I thought that was a given. I am almost worried that Bailey had never seen a frisbee in his life before that event, <laughs> um, based on maybe once or twice a couple things that happened that day. But the the actual thing I want to talk about is just how out of shape I think everyone was, and how little they wanted to admit it to like the two people who were still in shape, because about. Five to ten minutes after we give them, give them five minutes. Yeah, I was exhausted. Like my yeah. my my lungs were burning. My muscles were like already exhausted. You know, I I was like, oh, this was fun for like the short time we've been here. And then we stayed another hour. Um, 
And let me tell you, I I fell once. Um, I caught the frisbee on a couple occasions. Bigly uh, even got the opportunity to throw the frisbee a couple times. Ryan, you're selling fun. it short. I love you, but you ate <laughs> like yeah, and <laughs> you completely <laughs> fell. Oh my god! I mean, and, so did I. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, you know, that was a a very vigorous day of exercise. Um, however, the next morning, I was in unbelievable agony. Um, my feet hurt. The joint between my feet and my ankles hurt. My calves hurt. My abs hurt. My arms hurt. Most importantly, my neck hurt. I could barely look around. I, I was so tired. I just sat in this chair and just stared at my computer all day. And I think we may have uh, similar reports from our friend Eric, and maybe Araf can also give us a little bit of insight as to why he was not at this Frisbee event. So there was a Frisbee event? <laughs> <laughs> Araf, no. Bailey, is he not in the group chat? Oh. I don't know. Well, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a group chat here? So, so Araf, when you only check your Snapchat once a day at best at like random times <laughs> this is what happens yeah I but see. anyway um so i am not in shape at all uh the last intensive sport that i played was soccer up until eighth grade um and even in that i played forward so i wouldn't have to run as much because i have asthma um and what's more before this event, I neglected to take my inhaler because I was like, oh, it's just ultimate frisbee. You're just like throwing around a frisbee. You'll be fine. No problem. Five minutes in, gassed, done, absolutely cooked. And then we stayed another hour. Um, <laughs> and, you know, okay. Before we went, I was planning on driving so mm -hmm. that on the way back, I wouldn't be in agony for another 20 minutes. But y'all wanted to walk. So mm -hmm. we walked. And hey, then don't we blame had... this on me. What do you you had mean? the option. Shut you up. You had the option. Shut up. You have the car. Had... And then I had to walk back in shoes that had holes in the soles because they needed to be replaced anyway. And I tell you, my foot, this is two days later. I had to count. Two days later. My foot, if I put any weight on my left foot, it still hurts. I had to go buy, Baylor was with me. I had to go buy Dr. Scholl's, like, insoles. And those help. But oh my god. Fun. Exercise. Yay. <laughs> ba Bailey, you don't, have, you don't have anything to add to that? The frisbee? You, yep. I mean, not to say that I'm used to being in pain after physical activity, but like... Ryan, we've gone on runs before, and that's kind of how you're supposed to feel when you first start out. But once you get into, like, a routine of doing it, not to say I want to go play any more Ultimate Frisbee after my showing, uh, but I would, I, I definitely feel like I need to work out more, and I feel like now is the time. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Eric, remember how I was talking earlier about um, inflicting um, pain onto those Starship robots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No yep. pain, no gain, Ryan. You know, I haven't checked this chat in like a week. 
I'm so oh, it, it, it's, it's going off. <laughs> I I will admit her off. To and and Eric, you know what? When you say you know why why am I always at work outside of work? I don't check those group chats always when I'm outside of work. <laughs> it's just too That's much. A good point. It's too much yeah. for me. I can't yeah. handle it all. Yeah, I get that. I, I barely have enough spare time as it is. Like, and with that, uh, let's do something else. <laughs> the outro is that what we're on. Well, folks, that's our show for today. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two. We hope to see you again next time. But until then, don't cancel your Outlook events. Stay safe.